We're back. It has been some time, of course. If you're listening in the archive, you would never know it. But after about a six-month hiatus, we're back to Close for Podcast. Starting season three, because it's the fall, you know. It's kind of like an actual TV series lineup. We do our last episodes in the spring, take a summer break, and now we're back in the fall with all new episodes from 1982. Specifically, September 30th, 1982, episode 301, Break Out the Pampers, part one. Part one. Yes, this is is actually the only two-parter ever. A continuation of last year's, because if you remember, the last season, the season finale, they ended up at the hospital, too. Muriel went out the window on the cherry That's picker right. because Monroe had jammed up the hallway with April's piano. She she also was pregnant. This is how the episode ended. She went out the window because they couldn't go down the stairs because April's piano was blocking the stairwell. And yeah. this guy named Moose... That was, was all last time. That's exactly, history. but it kind of ties in with this episode where she's also having false labor pains. Like that's the that's the premise of this episode, really. And then it gets real, real weird. So this time we find Henry and the girls at the hospital with Muriel, who once again is having false labor pains. And everybody's annoyed with her. Later at home, Henry and Muriel are trying to go to sleep. When Muriel once again starts having labor pains. Henry goes to wake the girls up. Jackie and Sarah wake up and go out to warm up the car. Henry goes back upstairs and finds Muriel is now asleep. And then he goes, gets in bed with her. To go go to sleep. And the, the girls outside honk the horn. And uh, boom, I guess Henry has to get up and go downstairs and tell the girls, hey. Yeah, no cell phones yet. Can't just send them a text. No. This is 19... What? 82. No, well, they had cell phones, but you couldn't send a text. Yeah. And they didn't have any cell phones. They never even mentioned it. Like Zach Morris had some tele- cell phone. Those brick phones. Mm-hmm. The next morning, everyone is really stressed out about this baby when April calls from L.A. When Henry finds out that it's a collect call, he, he tells Sarah, hang up that phone. Just then, the doorbell rings... And guess who it is, Marty? Surprise. Mrs. Rapkin. Yeah. A reoccurring character. I guess she was just thrown in there to let us know, I'm still on the show. Yeah. I'm not like April. They haven't, they haven't banished me to, to a one-sided phone call. Mm-hmm. I'll, be, I'll be showing up now and then just to do weird, wacky stuff because I'm Mrs. Rapkin. So Mrs. Rafkin has a gift for the baby, which turns out to be 
a what a a, a, a soda pot or a, a can husky soda is not a really can bad. radio like a like a radio that looks like a like a soda can. Henry was like, "Hey, this is doesn't look like any radio I've ever seen," and he shakes it up. And then, like a like a fool, opens it up, and now he's got soda all over himself. That's the joke. And Mildred thinks that Muriel is pregnant again. Yeah, because she's senile. She hasn't <laughs> been there in a few, like... Oh, it's been a few episodes. I could look back and see when the last mm. Mildred Rafkin appearance was. Rafkin also says that she's going to have a facelift. And then jokes ensue and whatnot. Muriel decides she's going back to bed. But then she has like a little quick pain. But everybody looks at her like, what? At this point, she's the boy who cried wolf, right? And everybody's just tired of it. She goes back to bed. Everyone leaves. That's act one. So later... Henry comes into the bedroom to do a little bit of drawing, I believe. He's getting ready to do some stuff. Muriel is going over names for the baby, and she asks Henry, do you really want to name this baby Andrew? So the first time we ever hear the Andrew, and then there's a bunch of names are thrown out there in comedy and stuff. So then the doorbell rings, and guess who it is? First appearance this season of our favorite character, Monroe. And he's wearing a motorcycle helmet and says that he uh, totaled his car and he wants to borrow some tools. Basically, there's a whole bunch of comedy and stuff. Just then, Wainwright calls. If only Monroe had been that succinct about it. (laughs) Right? (laughs) It was about, what, a, a four-minute scene? Oh, at least. Three minutes? It was funny, though. Mm-hmm. Wainwright calls and says that he needs Henry to come down to the office at 11. Before he can leave, he hears a motorcycle outside, and thinking it's Monroe, opens up the window and dumps, what, like a, a vase? Mm-hmm. Like the water from the vase, he pulls the flowers out and dumps the water out. But it's not Monroe, it's a police officer. Wonk, wonk. A twist. And that's act two, that's the second part of this little teleplay. Now it's getting good. So, so now Henry leaves to go to his meeting, just as soon as he starts to leave... Right after he leaves, as soon as he walks out the door, basically, Muriel once again has labor pains. And this time she's like, oh, this is really what it's like. I forgot because it's been over 20 years since I've had a baby. She yells out the window. Well, first she calls a cab and finds out it's going to take 40 minutes. And then she yells out the window to get Monroe to stop Henry from leaving. But by then, he's already left. So Monroe ends up giving her a ride on the motorcycle. Yeah, she has to whistle. Right? Because every time he uh, she says something, he revs up the motor. Classic Monroe. 
So he's going to give her a ride on the motorcycle, and then we get a rare, if not the only, exterior shot of the house of Monroe and Muriel getting on Monroe's motorcycle. Big budget. And, yeah, you got to remember, she's super pregnant at this time. It's crazy pregnant. And then they race all the way down to the hospital to be continued. That's That was episode one of a two-parter. Wow. The only two-parter in the whole history of the program. Is that right? Yeah. We'll be back next week with Act 4. Because <laughs> in a way, it is kind of Act 4, 5, and 6 when you look at it that way. But anyways, uh, when was Mildred Rafkin last on the show? Well, you remember this one. It was when Henry wore the STFXU sweater. How could you forget that? That episode. You know, the one that had... Poncho April? Mm. How about this hint? Poison Cheesecake. It was the Brotherly Hate episode where they accidentally poison Bill Rush with the, the, the what was that cheesecake called? What was the actual? Cheesecake Mishnack. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mishak. Mishak is a Mishak. Mishiak or something, Mishiak. right? Something because that like came that. from a Rafkin's uh, cookbook. Yeah. Wow, so much to go over in this episode. Oh, that was, yeah, Brotherly Hate. What That was episode yeah, uh, 213. That was back on Groundhog Day of 82. That was many episodes ago. Mm-hmm. This is episode 42 of Too Close for Comfort. This is episode 44 of Too Close for Podcast, because we had two wrap-up episodes. So. Got to wrap it up. And this is production number 301. Well, obviously... They don't start showing them out of the order of the production number until we get up to episode four. They do that in this season as well? Yeah, there's a little bit of a... Actually, there's quite a bit. Like, for example, episode 14 is actually production number six. So, like, they held on to that one for a while. But we're in for a wild ride with this season. There's some crazy stuff. You know, the first two years was just getting going. And now, wow. I This is the last season on uh, ABC, I believe. Started with this episode. Yeah. So, anyways. Muriel's labor pains cried wolf so much, no one was there when it really happened except Monroe. No interlopers, because April's gone. I guess you would say Andrew is the interloper, because he's changing the course of the story. But, you know, Andrew gets born, and he doesn't really change the show that much. He's just kind of there. Spoiler. Guest star was Mildred Rafkin, but we also had people at the hospital, including the nurse who had lines and was not uh, accredited, and that traffic cop that kind of uh, sneered at them as they were driving on the motorcycle. Those two should have gotten at least a mention. Yeah. I would be pissed. It's just like the uh, the punk rock people from that old April episode that show up at the front door, and then they're not in the credits. Cosmic Cow reference. Well, uh, Sarah was wearing the Cosmic Cow sweater, and Henry was exercising his drawing hand. And there's that whole subplot involving Wainwright. Even though we don't actually see or hear Wainwright, he's very prominent in this and the next episode. Henry's sweaters. There was two of them. University of Wisconsin, Oshkosh, and Sarah Lawrence College. 
usually I look up like where Sarah Lawrence College was. I'll let you have the pleasure of doing that this time, audience. Google that and get back to us. At GMR Podcast, you can tweet us. Monroe was wearing stripes. They were more of like a, what, a baseball pinstripe uniform underneath all the uh, motorcycle gear. leather jacket that he had acquired. Who was notably absent? Hmm. April. And she's permanently gone. (laughs) I'm surprised they even uh, mentioned where she was. I know. I had forgotten completely that they had quickly wrapped up that little, tied Mm -hmm. up that loose end. She decided to go to Los Angeles. Because, you know, she had, yeah, Moonbeam. (laughs) Because she had money and a job and a place to stay, you know, I'm sure. She's a drifter. That's true. So she was uh, now uh, just uh, turned into a one-sided phone conversation with Sarah, of all people. Never Uh, to be heard from again, I believe. It's like uh, Richie's older brother being sent upstairs on happy days. And there was another one-sided phone conversation, Muriel to Dr. Connolly's office and then to the cab company. Now, objects out the window all over the place in this one. Put it back in the garage. You remember that moment from where he just yelled out the window? And you, he could hear Monroe's motorcycle was out the window and shut it. Mm-hmm. He didn't go downstairs. Yeah. He just, he just like, yelled like out the window. Like they would even freaking hear him, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And there was the vase water, and then Muriel yelling and whistling out the window. Yeah. But Muriel didn't actually go out the window on a crane this time, like in that that last one. Uh, Let's see. Six instances of Henry pointing at people. And Muriel had a kind of a Henry stammer there for a second. Contractions. Yeah, she was was one of her finer performances. Oh, yeah. Uh. The freeze frame transition, well, that wasn't in the episode, but we did have the uh, unusual bridge at night opening shot. I don't think we've ever seen that one before. I could be wrong. And not to mention the entire driving to the hospital sequence, which is, wow. Talk about big budget for this show. And they even drove past the trolley and all that stuff. Monroe's motorcycle. Finally, the first appearance of Monroe's motorcycle. His car was totaled. Well, not really. It was just an interesting story. Or maybe the car was totaled, but maybe not because a guy belched gasoline on it and blew it up. Really, the only appearance of his motorcycle. I don't think we we never go outside again. That's true. That's true. But we'll see if they at least talk about it. I think in we the maybe future. saw his like car. Like there was a shot of his car somewhere parked well, out front. We would see that El Camino drive by. And we'd say maybe that's Monroe's car. <laughs> but we'll see if we continue I, to see the El Camino drive by. I feel like Monroe didn't have an El Camino. I no. feel like he had an uncool car. <laughs> That barely ran. Yeah. But he knows how to install a muffler on a motorcycle, so. Andrew. Well, boy, girl, or Toyota? No, it's <laughs> Andrew. The first mention of the name. Not the first appearance of the character, because mm. he's still in the womb at this point. And he is, his name was not Henry Jr., as mentioned way back in episode 207 where Henry had that nightmare that Monroe was his kid growing up named Henry Jr. He broke the cycle. <laughs> I had to look back in the notes for that one. The intro had Monroe in the chair, the classic. 
first reference to plastic surgery. And you might say, plastic surgery, yes, it is something that gets brought up over and over again on this show. It's weird. It was enough to where I had to make a category of it. But here it is, beginning of Season 3, Rafkin's Facelift, which is really what they should have called this episode. But instead, they called it Break Out the Pampers, Part 1. Is that the name of this episode? Mm Mm-hmm. Pampers, that's, that's got to be a trademark name, right? Yeah. It's like saying bandage or band-aid. We had a five-note, maybe they were a sponsor, I don't know. They were, we had a five-note music cue at the very beginning of the episode, just like last time. How do I know that? Because we accidentally started watching the beginning of that one before we realized this is not the right episode, even though she's having false labor pains. It's like they just rewrote that episode a little bit. On a scale of one to five, I'm giving this a five. You know, the ending takes it over the top. It's just, it's just a good one. Now, when you take them both as a whole, I'd say four and a half stars, but we'll get more into that next week. Bizarre, odd happenings. All sorts of stuff. I'm turning into Monroe. Like you said, he recovered from that really quickly, falling down the stairs. At, at two or three in the morning? And guess what? It happens again next week. <laughs> he falls down the stairs again. Jackie quickly answers the door. Mm-hmm. April calling from L.A. That's a bizarre uh, happening. Why would you shake it? Why would you? Why would <laughs> you put a radio like, in the fridge? Yeah. Like a radio, a trend, like a. But it was a soda can radio. But what do you call a transistor radio? Mm-hmm. That's not going to make any noise if you shake it. And, and why would you pop the top? It's you there's know, so much of you, it that's yeah, stupid. And of course, the bizarreness of driving to the hospital, which I just can't get over, and. A rare kiss between Henry and Muriel. For being a married couple, we do not see them kiss on this show very much at all. It is extremely rare. It was just done just for comedic effect Mm -hmm. because they were big, giant, huge. Oh, yeah, the bump. Last episode with the bump. Spoiler, she has the baby next episode. Uh wouldn't that be something? It was false labor pains again, and we spent half of the, the season. The season you know. is just her going to the... <laughs> a very special episode, because it's the only two-parter. And what did we learn? Well, season two not, started with the... Oh, oh, what? I was going to say, not a damn thing. <laughs> no, we learned, we learned all sorts of stuff. Okay. We learned that season two started with the pregnancy, so season three starts with the birth. We learn Monroe has a motorcycle and no longer has a car. Yeah, it's like Poncho April, Motorcycle Monroe. Uh, And then lots of firsts in this episode. This one's a real game changer. And like I said before, this was the beginning of the final season on ABC. As according to the Wikipedia notes... So in season four, they go into syndication? Yeah, they go into syndication with season four, and the show gets even wackier. I think at that point, Monroe becomes a security guard and whatnot. That's right, because this season ends with, surprise, building the attic into another room, which we never see, and we get those two strange <laughs> backdoor pilots. Those are going to be fun to mm. do. Part of the reason I wanted to do this podcast He's is like just Van to talk Patton. about those episodes. He's like Van Patten. 
I love these shows. Apparently, Too Close for Comfort was canceled at the end of this season due to declining ratings as a result of the show's move to Thursday nights oh. as part of a lineup of short-lived freshman series. That's, that's awful. So they put it in a death slot is what and it sounds Thursday like. And Thursday nights was probably... This is, uh, I don't know what was happening in 82 on Thursday. Yeah, I can't remember. It's it's before Cosby, before Cheers, before Friends. Or Seinfeld, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, they'd always have that show in between Friends and Seinfeld, and that show, whatever it was, would just, it would just die. So I feel like that's what they did to Too Close for Comfort. It used to have that strong lead-in. You got Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, Three's mm. Company, Too Close for Comfort. And then they just... Shuffled it off to the that side. Was all on the Tuesday because I remember those shows were on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But it thrived in syndication uh, for two years, and then they decided to turn it into another show, the <laughs> Ted Knight Show, which was just renamed as season six of Too Close for Comfort. Which I feel, had he lived, that show would have probably went for another five years, maybe, and we'd have a long <laughs> podcast to do. So next time. Guess what? It aired the same day, September 30th, 82. Is that right? Yeah. It was a two-part. Mm-hmm. It was a they showed them both episode. in a row. Yeah. Nice. And it makes more sense, because when you watch these together, they play out much better, I think. Break out the Pampers Part 2. Baby time. But Monroe gets Henry fired. Oh, no. Wainwright. He's like, uh, yeah, okay. All next. Don't want to spoil it for myself. You can hear my show on Stitcher. Stitcher is radio on demand. Download the free app today. Listen anytime, anywhere. Create custom playlists. Rate and review my show on Stitcher. And over 4 million car dashboards. On demand and on the go. No downloading, no syncing, no wasted memory. Stream your favorite podcasts. Don't have Stitcher? Download it free today at stitcher.com or in the App Store.